Hi, folks. Welcome into the Data Drip Podcast. I'm Kelly Coleffel, your host. Every other week, we'll bring you insightful interviews with some of the brightest minds across the data community. We're going to cover hot topics such as AI and ML, Gen AI, enterprise data and analytics, data culture, and a lot more. Today, I am exceptionally pleased to be joined by Lakshmi Ramesh. She is VP of Data Services at Tenuity. She and her team are delivering a range of data-centric solutions for marketing, advertising, and they're involved in end-to-end data outcomes. That includes data collection, data management, and data consumption. Prior to Tenuity, Lakshmi spent time with IPG Media Brands, Treasure Data, and Cadreon in various roles. Lakshmi, it is outstanding to have you here today. Welcome into the Data Drip podcast. Thank you so much, Kelly. It's a pleasure to be here. Outstanding. Spend just a minute or so and dive in a little bit more on what you're currently doing for Tenuity and what Tenuity does as an organization for those that aren't as familiar. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, Tenuity is a full-service performance marketing agency, so we run across various channels for our clients. Essentially, what my team is responsible for is our underlying data stack. So my team is a team of data engineers, data quality professionals, BI developers, data operations folks, etc., that help build and maintain the data stack that collects data from hundreds of marketing platforms, brings that together, synthesizes that to really derive data outcomes for our clients. Incredible. The background that you have there and then with Treasure Data, IPG Media Brands, et cetera, what initially drew you to this career in technology, but then also the marketing side? I'd say growing up, I was heavily influenced by my dad. He, even though was a biomedical engineer by profession, he really used all of his spare time assembling computers from scratch, playing video games, programming, and very early on in our lives taught us basic programming and the fundamentals of computers. So it was no surprise that growing up, I chose to major in computer science as I was getting ready for college. That was really how I got interested into the world of computers. Moving from there, where I really got to play with data was during my master's degree. I was fortunate to work with one of my database professors at my university. She invited me to be part of a project that was in partnership with the plant sciences department. And essentially, it was a bioinformatics-based project where we were making it easier and simpler to analyze plant genome data for that department. So that was my first foray into really seeing how I could put all that theory that I learned about databases and data structures into practice and generate real value. That had me hooked with data, and I decided that I was going to pursue a career in the data space. Marketing and advertising really happened by chance for me. This was in early 2010s when RTB was new, programmatic was fairly new, and trading desks were just starting to become a thing. Cadreon, I landed a role there, and they are part of the IPG into public group holding company. And I was one of the first few technology team members there, and we were building our data stack ground up. It was a very, very steep learning curve for me because those days you didn't really have a lot of marketing and advertising related resources out there like you do now. But I remember sitting in conference rooms with a lot of the seasoned marketers and really being absolutely stupefied at the amount of data that was being crunched behind the scenes all just to serve up an ad. So that was very fascinating to me. And ever since, I think all of my roles have been at this intersection of tech, data and marketing bioinformatics and plant genome to marketing. Very, very interesting. What have you seen as you've been in this space for a while? Any interesting developments? 
Yeah, I think marketing and advertising has been one of those spaces that have evolved quite quickly and quite rapidly over the last few years, all the way from the rise of social media and heavy emphasis on influencer marketing, the rise of AI now, as we're seeing, the more emphasis on personalized engagement for across all brands. So from a data perspective within the marketing and advertising industry, I think there's two big shifts that I would call out. One really being the increased emphasis on privacy with regular Regulations like GDPR and CCPA, et cetera, coming into play, it's really redefining how we think about and handle consumer data. There's also a lot of restrictions we're seeing with third-party tracking, which is putting more emphasis on first-party data for brands, right? There is an increased need for them to handle and collect their first-party data more effectively and use that towards driving marketing outcomes, right? So at Treasure Data, for example, they are a CDP company. And so my role involved working with a lot of brands to do exactly that. How do we help you centralize a lot of your first-party data across all of your different consumer touch points. So at least you have streamlined data structure to start analyzing as well as utilizing towards driving better marketing decisions. The second shift I would say has probably been more around the heavy use of data science and now AI. And this is particularly on the digital marketing analytics side, right? So there's been a lot of good applications of data science, whether that's forecasting, predictive analytics, really how do we get better at predicting the next best dollar and where that should go? I think that's been quite fascinating to see. And I think that's only going to continue to evolve and grow. Yeah, and it's interesting because when you talk about both of those two developments, the privacy side, as well as the expansion of data science or AI type workloads, I mean, all of those have to do with an ever-expanding range of source data systems that I'd be really interested with with Tenuity. I mean, you've got to be seeing just more and more demand for these. That then puts pressure on ensuring you've got the privacy side taken care of, also ensuring that you're doing the best you can to deliver these data science and AI workloads. Those data sources expanding significantly within Tenuity? Yes, absolutely. I think we probably bring data from like hundreds of different platforms today. And so I think I would say that's where our primary challenge lies with respect to data is in the variety, because there is, to your point, so many different marketing and advertising platforms that we have to bring data from. We also have to bring data from client systems and other third-party data sources so we can provide a more holistic measurement solution. I really agree with that. I I say that a lot. I think more so than the volume, it is the variety today. It just seems like every single business unit within an organization is getting hit with yet another data source across a different category. And it It's creating this huge challenge, and you alluded to earlier, delivering these personalized experiences. Obviously, Tenuity to stay competitive has got to do this. What today, what what does your data stack look like today? How are you delivering data today across that data stack to the various consumers that you have at Tenuity? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So I think of our data stack sort of in largely three broad components, right? So there's the data collection and the data sourcing side. There is how we manage and store all of that data. And then there is how do we make data accessible, right? So the data access side. So if I really talk about the data collection side, because we've got variety as our challenge and so many different sources to integrate, we've adopted sort of a hybrid approach to data collection. And what I mean by that is there are some of our 
top platforms that we have internally built API connectors for so that we have greater control and flexibility and customization capabilities for those, right? For a lot of the others, we've actually leveraged platforms like Fivetran that give us the flexibility to enable self-service connectors, really quick, out-of-the-box, plug-and-play connectors, right? That really helps us reduce the time to market when it comes to data sourcing and making it available to end users. On the data management warehousing side of the house, we've largely been an uh, AWS-based stack. So we leverage S3 as our data lake, and then we use Spectrum and Redshift on top of that. We've also built all of our analytical data preparation transformation workflows using DBT. And that's really worked well for us to make our pipelines more modular, more streamlined, more reusable, essentially. And then lastly, on the data access side of things, we leverage Tableau quite a bit as our visualization front end for a lot of our client-facing dashboards, our internal dashboards as well. SQL is used heavily across the organization for more of the ad hoc analytics exploratory type of use cases. We use R and Python for more of the advanced analytics side of things. And then we're also starting to explore other solutions to make data available to sort of non-technical users in the company. Very interesting. Those types of capabilities that you're delivering with Tenuity today, what you're achieving would have been exceptionally difficult 10 to 12 years ago with what we had to build with then. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that is part of the challenge of being in the data space is it's constantly evolving, right? So you want to stay ahead of things. You want to stay on top of, is there a better way and constantly be reassessing that and continuously modernize your stack, right? That's, I think, the the big challenge that's in front of all of us. When you go into a new year, do you look at those top one, two, or three areas? You say, hey, look, we've got maybe these areas around the tech stack, these areas around process, these areas around skill sets that we want to improve and look at it that way and to to get this constant improvement process going at Tenuity? Yeah, absolutely. I think that modernizing our foundational data layer has been a huge focus for us over the last year or so, particularly, because we knew that if we were going to build data products at scale, we had to get our basics right. We've been tackling problems like, how do we get quick and easy access to a new data source, for example? How do we make our data pipelines, a data preparation and transformation more efficient and more quicker? How do we reduce the time to market from sourcing data from a data source and making that available to end users, right? So those are the big focus for us over the last year or so. And I think looking forward, we likely now take that a step further and say, okay, now how do we democratize that data across more people in the company? How do we build more apps and products from the data that we have centralized, right? How do we leverage AI capabilities and bring that to bear? Yeah, and you'd mentioned using S3 and a data lake approach too. I mean, there's there's so many benefits to going down that path. Can you talk a minute about some of those data workloads in this diversity now of data workloads and applications and ways that you're trying to deliver value around data products? What are you most focused on right now? And what's important to you as you're building and delivering these data products and services? Yeah, I think that for me, from a data outcome perspective, you know, like with any product, I think the big focus needs to be 
on the end user at the end of the day. It's very easy to get caught up in the new and shiny tools that are out there or the engineering mindset and be focused too much on the how instead of the why. It's also be easy to get caught up in, I think I know what my audience wants, but then only to build it and find out that's not quite what they wanted, right? So I think we should all start with the users in mind, the consumers in mind, and really focus around how do I build better products that can enhance their day-to-day workflows, can bring new value to them uh, with the data that they are leveraging. How do you stay grounded in that why? It is a challenge. It's not easy for sure, especially at our scale, right? We've got, I would say, 12 to 15 different channel teams, that media teams that we work with. And uh, we've got cross-channel strategy team. We have analytics teams. So we have a very diverse set of user base and not to mention the end client too as well, right? So I think that keeping a pulse and being on top of what their day-to-day workflows are, what their struggles are today. So we've been doing a lot of forums where users are invited to share with us how do they manage a particular account? What are the data points that they really leverage? What is the impact that that helps them derive? Because getting a deep, good understanding of their workspace and putting yourselves in their shoes, I think is the first step to really being able to start drawing up a road map to solve some of those problems. Oh, I love that. I love that. Talk to me a little bit about how you're incorporating a a data lake approach into that overall data delivery. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the data lake, the biggest advantage that it provides you is it allows you to build specific workflows for your known use cases and allows you access to data for the use cases that you're yet to discover, right? So that's kind of how I think about a data lake, essentially. And so at Tinuity, we adopt the approach of let's bring all the data that we possibly can, store that in our data lake, build specific workflows for the known use cases, and then allow users to interface with the other data and perform exploratory analysis so we can uncover new use cases, uncover new product ideas for those. And then you talked also about Lakshmi, the AI ML space, anything that you'd like to discuss there that that you're doing that's something maybe new or or maybe even it's, it's a vision that you have on the horizon for this next year? Yeah, absolutely. I think the big one that I'm really excited to research and experiment with is more on the, the BI and the insights side. So the ability for us to now take data, do things like bring efficiency through like a SQL copilot, for example, being able to leverage large language models towards insights generated and do that more in a more automated fashion, a more natural language way of asking questions for analysis. So those are probably the areas that I'm most excited about digging deep into in 2024. Very nice. Very nice. And you've led a number of data teams. You're leading one now. For those listening out there, maybe wanting to move into this this area, I mean, what qualities are most important do you believe to have when you're leading a data team? So I think that, you know, it's important to stay ahead in this space, right? You have to be constantly, like I said earlier, keep a pulse on your audience, what their struggles are, because that's what's really going to help you define a vision and a roadmap and priorities for your data team. I think it's also important to be able to constantly be learning and responding to change. We talked about how quickly the data scape has changed over the last few years. And 
we have so much better capabilities now, and that's only going to keep evolving. And so learning about what's out there, how can I incorporate that to generate value, I think is going to be huge. In addition to that, I think it's, uh, you know, one of the things in my experience, I feel like data teams often do struggle with is it's difficult oftentimes to tie outcomes that your data team is generating to general company metrics like revenue or margins, et cetera, right? And so while you can leverage some metrics, like whether maybe you're driving operational efficiency for the teams by automating certain things, or maybe you're helping reduce churn and things like that, I think it's important to build the narrative for your data teams around how is data really helping the company advance and providing value to clients at the end of the day, and tying your vision to that narrative and constantly reminding teams of that, right? I think that is huge. I love that. I think it goes upstream as well. I mean, that same narrative that data team is rallying around as the vision is the same thing. I think if, if you've done it right and you've tied it to the company overall, then that can go upstream to the executive team as well. I would imagine that the story stays the same as you're sharing it both ways. You talk about staying ahead, learning just personally. What do you do to stay ahead? Because I honestly, I struggle with this. It seems like every day I'm falling behind in this area. It's like, oh, there's something new. There's something new. What do you do? I, I want to hear from you. What do you do to stay yeah. ahead? Absolutely. It's hard. There's, I think, a deluge of information nowadays. And so it's hard to keep up. What I personally do is I think Tenori actually does a fantastic job at corralling resources across the entire agency and making them available. We have whether those are case studies, webinars, there's a ton of material that's available out there. We have a lot of marketing partners that do a good job with this, be that Google, Facebook, etc. They all have really good content out there, really good learning content out there as well. In addition to that, you know, there's several blogs I follow, several YouTubers I keep up with, data podcasts like this that I listen to a lot to keep me inspired, actually. I think that's what it does for me. Yes, it provides a learning avenue, but it really keeps me motivated and inspired. If you look back over your career, is there a leadership lesson that stands out to you that that you've learned that is unique to you being a female leader in the data space? I think that the biggest lesson I've probably learned personally is just embracing the fact that I'm a female leader, right? I think embracing that feminine side. And I think there is part of being a female leader is that there are certain unique skills that may come naturally to you, right? And again, I don't want to generalize here, but I do think that there are unique skills that female leaders bring to the table. And that could be their approach to negotiation, their approach to conflict resolution, how their approach to bringing empathy to the workplace. And I think really embracing that and knowing that you're bringing that to the table and leveraging that towards making better teams, right? Because at the end of the day, I think regardless of gender, our all of our jobs as leaders is to find that complementary skill set that we can put together in a team, you know, make all the jigsaw puzzle pieces fit together, because that's how you have the biggest impact. Yeah, a lot of times I think I, I default to, hey, I've got to learn some new technology, but there's you're right. There's so many things that as leaders, regardless of what your background is, that you can learn. And when you were when I asked that question, you were talking, the one that jumped out to me was empathy. And I think anybody, everybody, we can all do better by being more empathetic. So no, those are those are great, great learnings, I think, over the years and uh, certainly something we can all take and use going forward. This 
has been a lot of fun. I have really, really enjoyed this, Lakshmi. I appreciate you joining the show, joining the Data Drip today, and I look forward to keeping up with everything you're doing at Tenuity. Absolutely, Kelly. Thank you so much. This was uh, really great, and I'm grateful to have been a part of this. Absolutely. Thank you again. And thank you to, to everybody who listened in today. We appreciate each one of you. Please do subscribe to the podcast, any of the major platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and certainly visit us at 5trancom slash podcast. You can also send us feedback. We'd welcome your comments at podcast at 5trancom We would love to hear from you. See you soon. Take care.